Life Audio. Hello, thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, Genesis 29, 31. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Today's Bible verse is Genesis 29:31. When the Lord saw that Leah was not loved, he enabled her to conceive, but Rachel remained childless. I don't know if there is anything more painful than to feel unloved by someone who is supposed to be one of your primary sources of love, a parent, maybe a grandparent, or as was the case with Leah, a husband. Early in my marriage, my husband and I struggled not knowing how to love one another well and being much too driven by our fears, our insecurities, and our pride to even consider that we had areas in which we needed to grow. We routinely wounded one another, adding cracks to our relationship with every argument and hurtful word. Then one day in the middle of an argument, my husband looked at me, his expression stoic, and said, I don't love you anymore. I immediately felt sick, empty, and profoundly rejected. I imagine my husband felt the same way. I so wanted to change our relationship dynamics, but I didn't know how. And so I turned to God. I asked for his guidance. I sought his comfort. And I spent many, many lonely nights simply sitting in his presence. He 
filled my soul with the love I so craved, which in turn allowed me to love my husband more freely. I discussed this in Leah's story in more detail in my presentation on breaking free from the fear of rejection. If you'd like to learn more and inquire about my speaking, contact me through my website, Jennifer Slattery Lives Out Loud. During my marriage challenges, I could relate to Leah's story. If you're familiar with scripture, you might also be familiar with some of the heartache she suffered. The Bible tells us that she was the oldest of two sisters, which meant she and everyone else would have expected her to get married first. But while that did occur, it did not occur in the way she ever would have hoped. In fact, I'm certain her heart nearly shred in two the day after she wed, if not prior. Jacob, the man who later became her husband, loved her sister Rachel from the moment he saw her, so much so that he was willing to work for her father for seven years years in exchange for her hand. And Leah knew this. She knew precisely how much Jacob loved her sister, that Rachel was his first choice. The entire community must have known this as well. But then once Jacob finished his seven-year commitment and asked, or more like demanded, Rachel's father give her to him as his wife, her father tricked him into marrying the older sister Leah. In Genesis 29, verses 23 to 25, we read, But when evening came, he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob. And Jacob made love to her. And Laban gave his servant Zilpah to his daughter as her attendant. When morning came, there was Leah. So Jacob said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? I served you for Rachel, didn't I? Why have you deceived me? We're best able to comprehend how this might have happened when we understand weddings in the ancient Middle East. First, Scripture tells us this occurred in the evening, after Laban had thrown a great wedding feast. Therefore, it was most likely dark. Second, Leah would have been dressed in an ornate bridal gown, which would have included a veil, which, according to the pulpit commentary, would have been, quote, so long and close as to conceal not only the face, but much of the person, end quote. Therefore, when Jacob consummated the marriage, he believed he was doing so with Rachel, the woman he loved. In the morning, however, when it was light and her veil was off, Jacob realized he had been tricked and he was not pleased. As I read a moment ago, his response to Laban was, what have you done to me? Now, imagine if you were Leah. How painful it must have been for her to hear those words come from her husband's mouth, then to watch him pine after and work for her younger sister for another seven years, which is precisely what he did. Day in and day out, she would have realized how much her husband loved her sister and how insufficient he found her. That had to cut deeply. And yet, as today's verse clearly states, God saw He saw that she had been thrust into a loveless marriage. He saw her husband's continual disregard for her and his persistent yearning for her sister. And God saw the continual pain, the rejection, and the deep need for connection that Leah felt, knowing her husband hadn't chosen her. God saw her pain and showed her through the gift of a child that he loved her and she held value. While I doubt that removed the ache she felt in her marriage, I believe it helped to reduce the sting, and it at least reminded her that she wasn't alone. I also wonder how she responded to God's tender display. 
Did she continue chasing after the love she would never receive, adding hurt upon hurt and rejection upon rejection? Or did she learn to grieve that, to find her joy elsewhere, and to ultimately seek God for her deepest needs? As I consider this, I find myself asking the same questions. While my husband and I are in a much better place than we were all those years ago, praise God, I still experience rejection from others on occasion, and that hurts. In my hurt, it's easy to forget my value, to lose sight of my identity in Christ, and to lose sight of his love for me. But then God quietly, gently calls me to himself, reminding me that he sees and cares about my pain, that he always surrounds me, encases me in his perfect love. The same is true for you. The next time you find yourself in a relational storm or experiencing rejection that feels close to cutting identity deep, reflect upon God's heart for you and choose to believe that he loves you. And at this moment, whether you feel his love or not, he is present. He is faithful because his love and grace are not dependent on our feelings. Praise God. They're dependent on his heart, his character, and his faithfulness. A heart, character, and faithfulness that drove Jesus Christ, our Savior, to the cross. And because of that, if you've trusted in him for salvation, you are not and never will be alone. Let's pray. Holy Father, you are so loving and so compassionate. You are ever-present. Whether we feel you or not, we know, we trust, we believe that you are here because scripture tells us you are with us. James 4, 8 promises us the moment we turn to you, you are already turning towards us and you surround us in your love. You see our pain. You understand when we feel rejected and you have compassion for our deepest wounds, our deepest hurts. You reach out to us in the pain and you surround us in your love. Help us to turn to you when we're hurting. Help us to seek your love first and foremost. Fill us with your love. And then place people around us who can be a source of connection, a source of support and encouragement. Help us to recognize when we're not going to get those things from certain people. And then help us to shift our focus to those you are calling to speak into our life and to walk beside us. And that doesn't mean we walk out on relationships, but it might mean we have different expectations for them. We thank you that you guide us, that you love us, that you want what's best for us, and you are focused on our joy and our freedom. And it is in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. Your Daily Bible Verse is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. 
With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.